G'day listeners and welcome to another edition of Full Metal Movie Reviews. We have another flashback for you today. Now, if you haven't noticed, once again, this is not Sam. Don't stress. It is a real phony here. And no, <laughs> see, see that? No, I have not kidnapped Sam. I've not hung him up in my garage like last time. He is currently on a safari where he's wrestling alligators and uh, knocking out kangaroos. So he's having a good time. He'll be back, oh, I'm assuming, whenever the next pod drops. He's got a blockbuster in line, so um, look out for that one. So we've got another flashback for you, and I'm really excited for this flashback. This is my favorite movie of all time. Not top five, not favorite comedy. It is my actual favorite movie of all time. We're looking at Ghostbusters, and here with me to talk everything Ghostbusters is the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, several other awesome nicknames, Dave from Sydney. Dave, how are you? Yeah, good, mate. How, just say, how did I just become Dave from Sydney? Every time I get introduced, I'm Dave from Sydney. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I heard Sam say it on the last podcast on the Netflix one. And I was like, uh, you know what? That's how I'm going to introduce you for the flashback. So you're Dave from Sydney. So that is, that's, <laughs> that's your name now, mate. Forget anything else, that Dave from Sydney. Uh, yeah, all right. Don't cool. ever move, by the way. Because if you move, then, you know, it'll be a lie. It doesn't work. Yeah, I get it. I get it. doesn't work. So, all right. Enough small talk, everybody. I know everyone's keen to jump into Ghostbusters. So let's get talking. So Ghostbusters, for me, is my favorite film of all time absolutely love it i can't find a single flaw with it the special effects are amazing <laughs> um <laughs> it is look it's literally I, I love this movie i could spend hours talking about it um and we will spend hours talking about it we'll get into <laughs> it <laughs> but dave i want to hear your opinion first mate because i don't actually know your true opinion about it uh hit me have we never talked about star wars before star wars this is sorry this Ghost... is Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> shit we're talking about favorite movies but have we never spoken about ghostbusters before you and i have never really spoken about ghostbusters no okay um well actually okay so i guess another sort of subliminal trigger as to why i said star wars then was because back in the day it was it was this was one of the other films that i used to rent all the time when uh, dad to take us to blockbuster because i absolutely love this film like i thought it was awesome as a kid i loved um all the characters i thought the story was really cool i thought the special effects were pretty cool as well for the time <laughs> um and it was just so different to anything else and it didn't take itself seriously either which i thought was awesome and then as i got older and every time i watched it i always picked up new stuff yeah uh, which is why I think there's just so many layers to it. Um, sorry, which is why I think it's so entertaining is because there's so many layers to it. Like when you see it as a kid, you see it for Slimer, you see it for um, the Marshmallow Man, and you see it for the massive proton accelerators on the back. And you're like, yeah, this is some cool shit. And then as you get a bit older, you see it for like Bill Murray's dry sense of humor. And then you start to appreciate some of the sexist jokes. And then you start to appreciate... <laughs> some of like the other comedy and like his real deadpan and as the older you get the more cynical they are and the better the jokes are with how cynical they are 
like the whole the Dan like um Dan Aykroyd right as uh, as Ray there and they're talking about how they've just been kicked out of the university and then he's like oh man you don't know what it's like you've never left the university right I've been in the private sector they expect results <laughs> and it's like <laughs> when you're younger you don't get that shit you don't understand what they're talking about you get that it's supposed to be funny but now that I'm in my mid 30s I totally get those jokes right and they're funnier now and it's just like yeah that's awesome like it, the shit still lands yeah, mate. Uh, look, I, I agree with you. A similar boat. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've owned the movie and I reckon I've worn the DVD out. I've probably rewatched this film maybe twice, three times a year. If I see it on TV, I, I jump on it. And yeah, you always pick up new stuff. It's always fresh as well. Um, it, and when you're, yeah, when you're younger, yeah, definitely. Like, stay five Marshmallow Man. I, I think I still got like, Still, I would have bought one last year, like 10 Stay ten, <laughs> but you know, a few Stay Puff Marshmallow Man t-shirts and Ghostbuster t-shirts. Um, and, and, you know, you watch it for, obviously, when you're younger for different reasons. Uh, and we'll get, we'll get into some of the appeal for kids with the cartoon series and everything a bit later on. Um, but you're absolutely right. I mean, the writing in this, like this film is film 101 for how to actually make a film do you know if and what i mean by that is films today rely on cgi they rely on big name actors or they rely on people's past reputations they don't necessarily they forget that oh yeah you know what we need a story um and we need people that can actually act and we need people with chemistry and we need jokes that land especially if they're making a comedy and we'll get into a recent example of something trying to copy the original Ghostbusters and not working. I won't get into <coughs> reboot that later. Um, but uh, back to my point, this movie, yeah, it had its special effects and everything, but it didn't rely on that. And if that was the selling point, that this film, and I, I'm not trashing this, I love the special effects. They're, to me, they're fucking awesome. But this film will not last... And we won't be talking about it right now because if it relied on the special effects extravaganza and didn't worry about the story, it would have lasted through to the end of the 80s, maybe, you know, towards the end of the 90s and it, it would be off the face of the earth. But yeah. the fact is you can't find a better, and I'm going to throw Ernie Hudson into it, you can't find a better four people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't. And yeah, Ernie Hudson, he, he's underrated. Man. Uh, I actually think underrated. that character, he comes in at the right time of that mm -hmm. film. Mm -hmm. And I know he cops a bit of flack and people are like, oh, it's just the token black guy type thing. But the thing about Ernie is that he's he's like the viewer, right? He he's your connection to the rest of the group. Because yeah. so far you've had in, you've had, you've seen all the other uh, actor the characters, and they're all like you know professors and this and that, and they're all a bit quirky and shit. And you're like, yeah. And then Ernie comes in. And he's just like, man, if there's a steady paycheck, I'll believe anything. Yeah, mate. Right? I, and he's I, just that guy. It's awesome. I want to, like, I can really relate to Ernie Hudson. So just, I'll give the listeners... A even though you're not a black American. Just well, even though I'm not a black American. <laughs> well, the, you know, I, I, I could be, you know, no, but I'm not. Yeah, you, <laughs> I'm you're very, not. very much not. I'm a, you know. A, a, so you're a, relating on a real level, just I'm on relating, a dude level. I'm relating right? on That's a real right. level, mate, because this yeah. is why. And, and I'll give everyone a little insight into my life. So... I've got a few friends, all right? I got, yeah, I got a carpenter friend or whatever, but I'm in a group, right? 
of yeah. four of us. There's four of us, okay? Now, I want to tell you the four that are in this group, okay? And this includes myself, all right? So I've got a lawyer, I've got an electrical engineer, I've got a mechanical engineer, and then I've got me, the, the guy who plants vegetables, right? So yeah. you put, yeah, us four. I can relate to Ernie Hudson because when they're talking that jargon and like my guys, when they're talking their, their bullshit and I'm literally just sitting there just like, you know, that's a big Twinkie. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I can, I can relate. And that, but the other thing though is it's not, you know, Ernie Hudson's relatable, but in some way, shape or form, even those other guys are relatable. Like, okay, I think we can all relate to Bill Murray. I think everyone can relate to that character, even though he comes off as an asshole. I think everyone can relate to him in some way, shape or form, whether it's chasing the girl or just being, you know, sarcastic as hell. You know, he's pretty cynical. Eh? He's, he's pretty, pretty cynical, cynical, but everyone, everyone can. I think everyone can relate to him. But like Dan Aykroyd, Dan Aykroyd's character, you you know, you just you feel so. He's like a big kid, right? He's like, like a, he's excited yeah. by the whole thing. Yeah, he gets and, to the fire station, and you're like, yeah, I'd probably, yeah. I would be exactly the same in that firehouse. That's right. Man, for like 15 years, I wanted to live in an like old firehouse, abandoned <laughs> firehouse. We still could, Dave. Cool that set is. <laughs> I still can. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, I mean, I do, I do live in the most expensive city in the world at the moment. So, but uh, it's going to cost me a pretty penny. Hey, well, I mean, they're in New York, so the opportunities, yeah. you know, are endless for you, my friend. Um, and and uh, Egon, like, okay, he, I just want to say something. I think Egon's also a bit underrated as well. So we talked about, you know, Ernie Hudson's um, character, and, and yes, I do know all the names, Winston and Ray and. <laughs> and Venkman, I do all know, know all the names, but this is for you guys who might not know. Um, you know, so we have Egon, and he, I think he's underrated because he's probably one of the funnier ones of the group, and you don't realize how funny he is until, like, after you watch it maybe seven or eight times, like, and you're, <laughs> and you're, and you're older, you know what I mean? Because he, he can't, the, some of the shit he says, like, you know, I, I'm thinking more part two because I just recently watched both of them and part two is fresh in my mind. But, you know, he's like, I had a slinky once, but I straightened it. You know, just, just <laughs> you know, shit like that. Yeah. He says, you know, you, you just go, oh, yeah, he's all right. That Egon's all right. Um, well, that time he tried to drill, a, drill his, his skull, right? <laughs> yeah, and he would have done it too if, you know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and you believe it. And you believe he would have done it for science. Yeah, that's right. And he would have. And you look at him and you're like, "Yeah, mate, I, I know somebody like you who would have drilled a hole in his head for science." Yeah. So, <laughs> so Dave, we're looking at the characters. They're the main ones. Um, and uh, you know what? I'm not. I should probably give a quick plot synopsis for anyone who hasn't seen this. But if you haven't, like, what the fuck's wrong with you? So, Ghostbusters, real quickly, is about a group of uh, very intellectual people who get booted out of their uni uh, where they, they've got a, a grant for whatever that... What's it? Para, is it parapsychology? So, yeah. So, basically, there's a group of scientists at a university that are milking the university system and they, and they investigate paranormal activity and telekinesis stuff. And it's basically... Bill Murray's cynicism is he treats it as a bit of a joke type thing. Like, it's a... It's just a, it's a way to scam a system. It's a, it's a way for it. him to bang college chicks as well. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Like, it's a bit of a... 
this is the sweetest life I could possibly have, be a professional academic. It's like a piss take of all those people that never grew up and got real jobs. Yeah, that's right. And so, anyway, so we'll quickly summarise it. So he does. So he's he's a he's a fucking asshole, but we love him. Um, they get booted out of the university. They then uh, decide to go on business for themselves because after a paranormal encounter they had in the library, which is one of my favourite scenes of all time of any film, they do go on to business for themselves. They become the Ghostbusters. There's a whole lot of wacky stuff that happens. Um, and then they end up fighting a giant marshmallow. Now, that is all I need to say. All right? I'm not going to summarise anymore. If you haven't seen this film, and I doubt you have, but if you haven't, just stop what you're doing, find a copy, buy it legally. Don't you illegally download this son of a bitch. Uh, it's on Stan at the moment. All right, it's on Stan. Sign up for the sign free... Up for, yeah, sign up for Stan. Don't, don't get the free... Yeah, do the free month, but then, like, pay money, because, you know, just for Ghostbusters, I don't care. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Sign off a stand, get your free month, watch Ghostbusters, then then you know cancel your subscription. You you need to watch this film. So Dave, we're talking about the characters. We're talking about the main characters, and then obviously we've got some of the supporting cast. So we got Sigourney Weaver's character, uh, Dana. Um, Sigourney hot off uh, Alien. Well, not really. I mean, it was a few years apart, but relatively hot off Aliens. She became a bit of a star. Uh, leading up into Ghostbusters. And she did a lot of serious films and she kind of just wanted to let herself go and, and do, you know, more of a comedy. Um, I fucking, I love her character, man. Like, you know, there's a real sincerity uh, to Dana where yeah. you just, you feel for her, even though it's a comedy and, and you know, there's a evil dog in a refrigerator and eggs are cooking themselves or whatever. You know, you do you do feel sorry for her, especially uh, towards the end when she, you know, does get fully taken over and becomes a dog. And, you know, there's an off chance that she could be dead. You do feel something for her. Um, and the other one is Rick Moranis' Rick Moranis's character. Lewis. <laughs> Lewis. <laughs> oh, man. Do you... Like, I feel sorry for him too, man. The little geek who can't get the girl. <laughs> Always yeah, been. he was awesome. He was awesome. Actually, I just the whole the whole beast the whole B side is fucking awesome. Yeah, like Janine, the yeah, secretary. Janine, the secretary. How good is she's fucking hilarious. Ghostbusters, what do you want? Freaking awesome. You know, like every line she has is like gold. You know, we got one. Yeah, Janine, you got that bugger I think. Janine. Yeah, I'm sorry, Janine. <laughs> but it's like just you know she's like I've quit better jobs. Like just every line she's she does. Ghostbusters, what do you want? Yeah, she's she's actually pretty good. She's comedy gold, and, and oh, then, just sorry, I, I know I got to say it too. Yeah, but how, yeah. How's the interaction with Egon though? <laughs> do you, you look like you read a lot. She's like, I read. Some people think I'm too intellectual. <laughs> <laughs> the way she delivers that line, man, it is hilarious. And and it's funny. Back to your previous point, you said, and again, we're all over in this podcast, but this is what happens when Dave and I get together. And it's just us. We, we just go all over something. We don't really follow a script. Um, to your previous point, you always pick something up new when you watch this. So when she was like, uh, I'm very psychic in these situations and I think you're going to die and hugs Egon. I've never actually <laughs> noticed, but Egon rolls his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh so hard. It's just, you know, because he obviously... He's like, he be- obviously he believes in all this ghosts and shit, 
And he's just like, there's no way you could be psychic. And he's just like fed up with her kind of thing. So, ah, uh, but the interactions they had, yeah, that was absolute comedy gold. Um, yeah, it was. I also want to just mention, so we talked about obviously the main cast. We talked about the B cast. We talked about the, the token black cast. Um, <laughs> I want to just mention every character in this, um, I believe that that's what they did for a living. So what I mean by that is all the, the real minor characters. So we'll go for the obvious, the, the EPA guy. Like, yeah, yeah. I believed he was EPA. The mayor. I 100%, yeah. I believe the mayor was a mayor, right? He's probably still a mayor right now. Um, I, you know, I believe that um, the cops were cops. The electrician was an electrician. Um, and the real estate agent, like... You believed all these people were what they were. I think all the minor characters did an absolutely magic job, which made the movie feel more special. And I've never been to New York, but when I think of New York, I just think of those characters and Ghostbusters. So what do you think of those supporting characters and did anyone, uh, those minor characters, and did anyone stand out for you? Yeah, yeah, all of them. Like the whole casting was awesome. Like I, I got to agree, like it was just so spot on. I think that's one of the subtleties people don't appreciate as much these mm. days that probably they should or where the film might not get enough credit is that the, the casting was so on point for all of those roles. Like all of those minor roles and um, like just everything. Like everything was on point. You can't... No. No. You, can, you can't fault any of those characters or any, or any of those acting choices either. Mm. Can't fo- can't fault a single one of them. Now, actually, okay, so that's interesting. So, do you think? Yeah, is there any character at all that you'd replace? No, no, no. Even the two the university kids at the start were perfectly cast. Yeah, well. yeah. Oh, you know, it's funny. Yeah. I'm, I'm just on IMDb at the moment, and I'm just I was just flicking through when you said that. Just and you kind of get to the end, and I stopped right on the um, the two university students and. Steven Tash, who plays, plays the male student, his IMD picture is him holding his head when he's getting electric shot. Yeah. <laughs> that is so good, that scene, man. When that chewing gum comes out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> he just puts it back in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, far out. I think, as well, we, um, we need to mention Harold Ramis and we need to mention Dan Aykroyd, not for their, their acting ability, because obviously they were on point and I give them tons of praise for their performances, but their writing ability. So, if you don't know this, um, Dan Aykroyd and Howard Ramis wrote Ghostbusters. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, I believe, uh, from what I could hear from the audio commentary, he was came up with the original concept of Ghostbusters, which was a bit far out and, you know... Um, a crazy budgeted movie which maybe in today's day and age could probably do um but back then they couldn't do so they simplified it to pretty much just uh garbage men on the job you know collecting ghosts as in like it was their day-to-day thing more like mechanics sorry just like blue collar guys catching ghosts they're they're writing that script that's another thing i can't fault like dave it's a movie about four grown men running around with nuclear accelerators or whatever you want to call it on their back 
hunting ghosts. <laughs> now, yeah. like, that could go so wrong, but they made it so right. How do, what do you think about the writing, man? Um, well, okay, I actually didn't know this, but Harold Ramis, was he also um, part of the National Lampoons? Did he come up with those guys? Because I, I was watching a, that other sort of show about the dude that started the National Lampoons thing. Hmm. And I don't know if Ackroyd was part of that crew, but Harold was. So they kind of came up together. So the right, like, I guess what I'm saying is, is like, it's, it, those guys came from um, more of a sketch comedy background. Yeah. Yeah. So to elevate what they were doing to like full blown movie. Um, Cause what else did they write? Did they do? Yeah, no, did they did. Ramos they did, also do. They did. Caddy, uh, Caddyshack. Caddy, yeah. Stripes, Meatballs, um, Animal House. Are they all before? Yeah, they were all before. So yeah, they've had a bit of, um, bit of uh, film, like comedy experience. Yeah. 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 So I yeah it's um I mean in the in the context of that then you're not that surprised because they've done some awesome stuff but um I think that was a, a one of the generate like you see these comedy troops type generations hmm. of guys that are that come up in these groups that um rip out some pretty awesome stuff and like I guess the more I know about like film history and the more I watch sort of the different groups, I'm sort of less and less surprised by their capability. Like, did they ever go beyond? I don't know if they were better writers than the stuff they put out during that era. Because um, did Ackroyd also write Blues Brothers, or did he just? I'm just uh, on his uh, IMDb page. Yeah, he's got writing credits for Blues Brothers. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So like you know. Uh, yeah, these guys put up some awesome stuff, like huge stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, I I guess it's hard, like, because in the context of is anyone doing it better or has anyone, like, has any group, sort of comedy group done it better? I don't know. I don't know if we'll see that sort of talent again either. Well, I mean... So, like, that makes it better in a way, if you know what I mean, because I'm looking at it from... They were probably the best... Uh, okay, would you say they were the best at their time? I think they're definitely better than any modern day, sort of, like, that that squad that came through that era is better than any modern day. Well, Dave, if you're, you're talking 80s comedies, right? What what are the films that you throw out there? You, you, meatballs? Like, Ghostbusters? Like, they're all Caddyshack. They're all Stripes. There you go. So they're all, to me, when I, when I think 80s comedies, I'm not a huge comedy fan but if i have to think of comedy films they're all films that come to mind so for someone like me who you know probably isn't too into it um you know that they obviously Suppose, left the mark. what else did you have you had the leslie nielsen stuff you had um the national lampoon stuff which yeah. i don't think they like no, i don't, I don't, think, they I don't think they come on later yeah um they came on caddyshack not animal house so yeah i yeah so i okay i guess yeah, you got to give them props. Then they might—they've definitely—they're definitely up there in the uh, in the history of time. Like, do you think there's any? Do you think there's anyone that's coming up with just as good? See, I think comedy's changed. Like, you know who? What's the the young kid's name? Um, with the um, it was on SNL for ages. Uh, Lonely Island. Oh. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that douchebag. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. 
I just know him from that uh, that song I'm on a boat. But... Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Um, but you know, to his credit though, he's actually he's a pretty talented guy, right? And he's he's entertaining. Correct. But it's it's the level that he works on is he doesn't have the subtlety and the um, the writing's not as good. Like it, a lot of it is in his own delivery of material. Yeah. And I think that a lot of comedy today comes down to delivery and slightly more slapstick or exaggerated. Um, exaggerated situations like Kevin Hart is the king of the exaggerated situation yeah right like he, he takes a normal situation and then he acts like a clown in that he takes it to the you know he overreacts or the facial expression or the hyper anxiety or the hypertension or you know the hyper reactiveness and it's like okay sometimes that's funny sometimes it's not you know I know there's a pretty big market for it yeah but um well, no, I don't think people are putting out what these guys were putting out back then, today. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I think you, and, and we'll talk about it uh, in a bit, but I think you kind of hit the nail on the head right then. Um, if you compare Ghostbusters with Ghostbusters 2016. So... Is that you, when that came out? Yeah, already? that's when that came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we'll... Look, we will get into it. Um, I, I don't want to spend too much time on it, and I want to keep. Like, there's a few more things I want to talk about the original film, but um, there's quite a few points you just mentioned where, you, to me, you just summarise pretty much that travesty of a reboot. Um, I just got a fun fact for you. So that group, you know, that core group. So you had Dan Aykroyd, Howard Ramis, uh, Bill Murray. So there was another member in that, um, John Belushi. Yeah. Uh, John Belushi was in line for Bill Murray's role, and he was penciled in, and that was his, that was his role. Unfortunately, um, I'm pretty sure he passed away just before that film happened. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure because otherwise Slimer wouldn't have been affectionately called by Dan Aykroyd the ghost of John Belushi. So um, the reason why I wanted to bring that up is I don't know too much about John Belushi's work. You're a bit older than me, Dave. Um, I'm just you know throwing that out there. Yeah. Do you know much of his work? Have you have you seen much of his stuff? To be honest, man, I he was still even before my time, but I have fond memories of him in Blues Brothers and Animal House. So, with so those... that's that's what I know of. So that, that's the work I know and not well because I love Blues Brothers. It's not a great movie. So with those, um, that little bit of interaction, well, not really interaction, but you've, you know, you've seen him in those films with that little bit of um, knowledge about him. Do you think that he could have pulled off that role? Oh, it would have been a different movie, man. Would have been a different movie. Still would have been good. Um, I, I okay. So if it was the Garbage Man movie, right? Yeah. I think Belushi could probably have stepped in and done that. He would have played a similar character to uh, what's his name, Elwood Blues. Like it would have been. If it is Elwood, I can't remember. But it was more more of an everyman. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Which isn't bad. Like, I just think it would have been a different film. 
uh, yeah. it definitely wouldn't have had the same yeah the same vibe to it um because his comedy his approach to comedy is way different I think Bill Murray ended up by being like the absolute perfect casting for that because he just you had you had to have that cynicism because like if you think about the uh the academics I've met and the guys that are just career university dudes that have never had to actually produce a result in their life and they're just there's a level of cynicism with working like working the system if you know what I mean yeah like if you know any mates the perpetual government benefit claimant dudes they're generally always real cynical or they've just got a vibe about them with how they uh, work the system yeah yeah I and I think Bill Murray just he has that and yeah. Belushi doesn't Belushi's very different. Mm, that's a uh, that's an that's an interesting point. Uh, I you know, I don't have my own opinion on that. Unfortunately, um, I haven't I, even Blues Brothers. I don't I don't think I've actually seen uh, the original because there was two, wasn't there? It was like Blues Brothers two thousand or something as well. Yeah, I don't really remember that one. Yeah, so I, I don't I don't I barely remember that, and I don't think I've seen the original. So no, that that's interesting. Um, I kind of want to watch a bit of his stuff though just going by the fact that Dan Aykroyd called Slimer the ghost of him <laughs> well <laughs> if you watch Animal House it makes sense yeah right? like he's very different like Belushi did his act like the range is he's not the same character in Animal House that he is in Blues Brothers like it's yeah it's very it is very different it's just he had like a warming quality about him that you could see him being like the, the the silly bloke or the it just yeah he just had a different quality about him way different yeah. vibe there you go very very interesting thanks for that um so we I really want to mention um the soundtrack Dave and I'm not necessarily talking about the awesome theme song that will forever be stuck in my head um um, I just mean like in general. So I think this film, yeah, it had a killer soundtrack. Um, it had a killer theme song. But like even even just the score. So when they're investigating something or walking along and you got the... It's like it just makes the film, you know. I, it pieces everything together. Um and one scene that sticks out of my head, and then I'll ask you if, you know, you, you have a memorable music moment that sticks out in your head. Um, but one scene that sticks out of my head, which gives me, like, goosebumps every time I see it, and it just pumps me up. Like, if I was a professional fighter and I needed to get pumped up for a fight, I would make him play this scene over and over and over again. But when they're approaching um, the building and they've got, like, the military and the cop like the police escort and everything and they just got that yeah. save saving the day ghost yeah no no the saving the day part yeah the yeah save, you know saving the day do, 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 saving saving the day. yeah you know so they got saving the day just cranking and like man that just fires me up man like i was just like get up start like airboxing and just like you know fucking want to be a ghostbuster um <laughs> <laughs> have you got any scene that's memorable to you for the soundtrack um, the whole thing, man. Like, I, to be honest, I, 
because I did rewatch it again now. I just thought the whole thing was pretty epic. Mm. Like I think it's one of those things where every every song just kind of every moment had awesome beats to it, right? And like everything just kind of hit the right spot and just cranked. Um, yeah, I'll, that, that, that's a really good scene. That is a pump up scene. Um, totally agree with you. Is yeah, is it one of the best ones though? Because even like the, yeah. <laughs> no, oh, actually, no. Nah, you know the one. You know the one. The real moody scene, where they um they flip the switch, right? Oh, they have to flip yeah. the switch, right? Yeah. And um, yeah. That it's that that just that real moody music that just comes Dreams. on and. Yeah, that's um. Do you know the scene I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just trying to remember the the lyrics. I think he's saying dreams or something, and then it's just real dreams. like. Yeah. Dreams. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an awesome. Like, it's just like the way it's shot as well. Like, it's just so epically. Um, it's just got a massive just vibe to it and a huge. It is. It's really moody. Like, it's just awesome the way it's done. Um, yeah, that's actually probably one of my favorites. I'll say. Yeah, I no, nah, I I. Obviously, you know, that, that'd be my top five, Dave. That'd be my top five. Uh, I do agree with you. Uh, but to me, the save of the day, yeah, just gets me fucking ready to rock and roll. But yeah, no, that one there, uh, it definitely fits the scene as well. And that's the thing with the soundtrack. Nothing is out of place. The only thing, like, I mean, it's 80s music, man. But you know how people always shit all over 80s music? Like, you, you can't shit on this because it helps make the scene. And it's not really like in-your-face 80s music. Like, I find there's two types. You've got the classics, and then you've got like the Rick... Is it Rick Astley was in the 80s? Yeah, like, Rick Astley. You know? you got like the Rick Astley shit. So you've got like... There's two levels that you can have. And I think Ghostbusters really found the way to incorporate popular culture music, you know, their own score, um, but not make it like take over the film. Yeah, it's you know a bit more I mean? timeless. Like, it's not as dated with the yeah. tracks because they're more unique to the film. And that's the other thing about this film. Um, the thing that's really... The whole film, and they'll mention this in all your commentary, uh, you know, yeah, it is old, right? But it is timeless because even the way they're dressed is very generic. And the guys are just dressed like guys. The girls are just dressed like girls. Do you know what I mean? No one is really, yeah. no one's really out there, you know. Everyone's just kind of dressed like they're dressed for work. Um, so you know, you're not automatically going, "Oh, look at that shitty '80s haircut," or you know, other yeah. than Egon, Egon's hairstyle. But you know, you know. Oh uh, no, like, I got, I got, I got a mate that's got Egon hair, and he's had really? Egon hair his whole life. Yeah, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but awesome. it suits him. So it's awesome. But yeah, that's that's killer. But you know, so that that's really the only thing that stands out. And then obviously, the one thing that does date the movie is the special effects, but you got to remember, uh, if people shit on the special effects of this film, they got to remember it was 1984 when this film came out. Uh, did you know what, though? I still don't even reckon they're that bad, man. No, like, they're not. It, they're not that bad. Because if you, like, especially the physical effects. like oh, the um, physical effects are fantastic. Like, you know when the cards, like, they're in the library and the cards start pissing out of the yeah. um, the little drawers. Kids today will have no idea what those cards are. But back in the day, before computers, 
if you had to look up a book, it actually had a reference card, and you had oh. to go find the reference card, and then it had the location of the book. See, so, I'll never step foot in a library, whether it was uh, now or back then, the freaking you know Stone Age. So that's I did not know that. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, for anyone that was wondering what the fuck all those cards were doing in the drawers, yeah, that's that's how people used to find books in a library. You used to have yeah. to go, what's the like the title of the book? Oh, it's A B. So I go to the draw card where there's an A and and find the title of the book, and then oh, it's located in column L, shelf row L point two or some shit. And that's actually how you you found stuff. You had to use your brain back in the day to get shit. It wasn't that wasn't handed to you on a platter anyway <laughs> you hear that kids? my point is the physical aspect of it is that it doesn't it, it the cards just fly on their own it doesn't look dated like the actual mm-hmm. physical effects look fine the books moving between the shelves look great yeah okay some of the um like the ghosts look cheesy and stuff like that and it's a bit washed out and stuff but i think it's a very unique look to it yeah. Like so, I don't. I don't really think it's dated. It actually just suits the style of what they were doing. Yeah. So, their opinion on that, the filmmakers' opinion on that, is they actually don't like the special effects. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they they were saying um, they it's not meant to be the style. Like that's just that's just what they had. That's you know the budget and what they had to work with. Um, and they, you know, they would constantly during the audio commentary, like, oh, and here's the dodgy special effect. But if you look at the transition into the practical effect, so they, you know, they actually pointed it out a fair bit. But I think that's kind of done them a favor because, as you've said, it, it has set the style. Um, to me, it adds to the comedy, um, and it adds it adds to the film. So I, I enjoy them. Um, but uh, yeah, but back to my point. I mean, that's the only thing that really dates this. It is a timeless film, and I think it's going to be enjoyed for quite a while. Well, let, let me ask you this, right? Because I um, I was just on IMDb before, and um, I was having a look at Rotten Tomatoes, sorry, and I was just having a look at some of the random sort of comments and things like that. Do you, so? Are you confident though that kids? today have an appreciation for the way the storytelling's done for having that like cynical type characters and the deadpan comedy when they've never grown up with that sort of stuff and don't really have I don't want to say an understanding but like like, I'm not surprised I wouldn't be surprised if it actually doesn't hold up in those groups Hmm. but so do you think that the kids today like the seven let's say 16-year-olds or 15-year-old kids actually do have fond memories or will actually watch this with the same sort of appeal that we have or are we blinded by the old nostalgia effect and rose-tinted glasses? No, who gives a shit? It's a fucking awesome film. So if these kids don't <laughs> like it, they can all jump off a cliff. No, um, I, I, no, please don't jump off cliffs, children. Um, if you, you do, probably... just don't write notes saying that Phony Tommy to do it. Yeah, that's that's a real phony. No, you can write a real phony Tommy to do it and make you look even <laughs> crazier than what you are. Um, pee honey. Not <laughs> pee honey, mate. Pee honey for life. Um, so I hear what you're saying, Dave, and I do look. I, I mean, I, I do know some younger people in their twenties, and I mentioned Ghostbusters, and they're a bit confused by it. 
you know, they're not jumping for joy like me. Um, and I mean early 20s. So, yeah, maybe, but I think this film will kind of always have a market because then I go on the other end and just like the reason why we liked it when we were kids, um, I know people that have got little kids now that love the original Ghostbusters more than they like the reboot, right? Yeah. Um, and they love watching that film. And I think that, that yeah, there might be a point where they don't appreciate it, but I think, I, you know, I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to continually grow older, so yeah, it might slowly disappear, but I think it'll always be looked back on. It might not have the same pop culture appeal that it does now in, say, 20 years from now, but I think people like you and me yelling at kids to watch it um, <laughs> will will keep it alive. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, I do see where you come from, um, but I still think that it'll still have a presence. Maybe not as big as it is now, but it definitely still have a presence. All right, well, I think that's a good time to maybe talk about that new one then. If well, we should, before we, we talk probably... about that new one, Dave, <laughs> yep. I've, got, I've got a plan here, mate. I've got a little fucking notepad. I've got a plan yeah. here. I thought you said uh, we, we don't have a plan. We work out. You know what? Here, can, can you guys hear this? Hear this? Hear this? Yeah. I just ate and spat out my plan, all right? No. Um, I did, actually. It was pretty disgusting. I I just want to talk about a couple of things before we get into the reboot. Because, um, and look, we'll touch upon this. So, Ghostbusters obviously had immense popularity. It had a um, TV series come out... Um, called the Ghostbusters which wasn't actually related to the movie at all um, so they brought out their own cartoon TV series called the real Ghostbusters um, I have fond memories of that TV series as a youngster um, I figure like, I don't remember too much but I do remember it capturing um, the essence of the film and and me absolutely enjoying it and wanting to watch it every time it was on. Uh, from that, they it came um, to uh, Extreme Ghostbusters. I don't know if you ever saw that one. Dave, did you ever see Extreme Ghostbusters? Used to be on the old Cheese TV. Uh, I don't remember, man. I, I do remember the original... I think I remember the original cartoon. Yeah. Um, and that is the one with Slimer, yeah? Yeah, that's the one he's with He's actually... Slimer. He's on the team, basically. Yeah, he's on the team. Slimer's made the uh, cut. Yeah, I don't. Uh, no, I don't remember the um, extreme. Or is that the one that was like that CGI generated one? No, no, that was. Um, was I don't that even a game? Know what that one is. No, I think you're thinking of a game. I'm pretty sure. Which I'm about to talk about in a second. Um, yeah. And yeah, no, Extreme Ghostbusters was just like as a new generation of Ghostbusters. Egon was the only one that came back. Um, you had like one Ghostbuster kid who was in a wheelchair, and you had like. Oh, uh, nah, I never tough, saw that one, man. Tough never saw that. Ghostbuster. Nah, so. The, yeah. That, that, and it sounds like it was a real corny, shitty cartoon, but it actually wasn't too bad because I, I think like it still captured some of that original um, style of humor and writing. Um, yeah. Then, then along came um, a bit of a quiet spot for the Ghostbusters, and then there was rumors that part three was coming out for. For fucking years and then in 2008 um they released the ghostbusters video game so for all yeah xbox 360 nintendo wii which i had it on and i want to say what was that then playstation 3 dave 
It's PlayStation 3. The PlayStation? Or it's the PlayStation 2? PlayStation 2, I think, mate. Oh, whatever. It's all, it's all the same to me. Um, so, and it was out on those... Now, did you ever play that game? You know, it came... It was on, like, Nintendo, right? It was that real bad, like, 8-bit... No, 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 I'm not talking about that video game. That, that's, Which one are you talking about? about? I'm talking about yeah. 2000, 2008 on the Wii. Like, yeah, I know that game exists, but let's forget about that. It was really bad. But on the Nintendo <laughs> Wii, right? Yeah. And the th- Xbox 360, 2008, they brought out a Ghostbusters video game. And they brought back all the original cast. And they did all the voiceover work. No, I never played it. Okay. All right. Yeah. I want you to YouTube clips or whatever. That's your homework, mate. So, this here, if you ever wanted a Ghostbusters 3, find yourself a copy of this game. Because it had... Now, this was before Harold Ramis passed away. It had the original cast from, um, you know, Bill Murray did voiceover, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, Ernie Hudson. They all did voiceovers. Like, the mayor and stuff, they got other actors or whatever. But they all did voiceovers. Pretty much, you were playing as a rookie Ghostbuster, and they were taking you through, and it was like you revisited, you know, a lot of the ghosts from the original as you were training, but then it had its own story. But you were interacting, and throughout the entire game, you had the cast just giving you those, those one-liners, uh, that witty dialogue, all in those characters. So if you wanted to ever watch Ghostbusters Part 3... That's the closest you ever get, and it was a really fun game. So, if you you haven't had a taste of it, find some find something because that right there, which brings me to my next thing, yeah. shits shits all over that reboot, <laughs> and that to me, if they could just fucking cut that thing down into a feature length film, forget that they're all you know computer generated characters would have been so much better than what we got and I was just like so pissed off that they couldn't just produce even if it was a CGI film just those the chemistry that they had it was so good man and it just gave me good memories and I wanted to just mention that game so the reboot you go because I'm going to sit back on this one for a little bit lol you're talking to me like I actually bothered to go see it man I did, did you not, not waste see my time. I did not waste my time with that oh, shit. Fuck. All right, I here we go. I did not waste my time with that shit. Here we go. I'm just going to have a drink. Hold on. Uh, no, it wasn't enough. Hold on. All right, the reboot. I'm glad you didn't waste your time with it, Dave. Okay, so I'm a Ghostbuster fan. And I want to clarify something. I do not care that they rebooted the story. I do not care that they got four women to play Ghostbusters. I'm not one of those guys. And I do not care who they got to play those roles. But the way they executed it, it was gross-out humour, talking about slime being everywhere in every crevice. Like... Why the fuck would I care that you had slime in your fucking vagina? Why? That's not... That's not... Like, that's just gross-out humor. Ghostbusters was not gross-out humor. It was subtle humor. 
right? Not in your face stuff. So all that, that slapstick style, Dave, you were talking about, I know you didn't see it, but what's her name? Is it Melissa McCarthy? Is she the um, the fat chick? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, but that's just, that's the role she plays, everybody, okay? Uh, yeah. She, you know, she does all, does all that physical, over-the-top, you know, slapstick humor. Um, yeah. It was just like, it was really in your face. It was Bridesmaids. I haven't, I haven't actually seen Bridesmaids, but it was Bridesmaids style humor um, i've seen bridesmaids okay and i can guarantee you the bridesmaids is a better film than what that ghostbusters film is oh you're probably right and, uh, like seriously <laughs> but what i mean by that is like it's it's a real in your face style humor like you yeah, can't, it's lazy it's, it's almost lazy yeah. shit yeah you can't you can't rely on the person so if for example if i was telling you a joke dave and i go you know why the chicken cross the road to get to the other side I should not have to fucking actually film the chicken crossing the road and show you a video. But that's like they tell a joke and then they've got to explain the fucking joke. So, I... But do you think that's more of a sign of today's... Well, actually, no, it's not a sign of today's audiences because no, no one likes it. It's just a sign of bad writing. That's all it is. It's a sign yeah. of bad writing. It's a sign of just shitty actors. That whole it was film, a flop, right? It was a flop. It, oh, it was yeah. a flop. And people want to blame... Oh, people didn't like it because it's a female cast. I hate that shit that, too. That's got that nothing to do with it, man. Nothing to do with it. I watched that film with high optimism. All right, I bought the Blu-ray. I didn't actually get. I didn't get. Oh, a you rookie! <laughs> no, 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 no. Look, I, I'm a fan, right? I'm a fan. I bought the Blu-ray. I didn't get a chance to see it in the cinemas. I, I took it home. I was like, "This is gonna be a good movie. I can watch it with my wife. Um, I can enjoy it. I'm just gonna fucking. I'm. I'm gonna stay." Off the message boards, I actually stayed away from any reviews of that movie. I stayed away from anything to spoil it for me, Dave. So I waited until it left the cinemas, till I made it on Blu-ray. I went out, I bought the Blu-ray, day one, it came out. Put it in the DVD Blu-ray player. Press play. Fucking almost committed suicide. It was that bad. I know, I didn't, I shouldn't joke about that, but it was that bad. And that shitty joke I just made, that was the entire humor for the runtime. It was just dull, pathetic humor. It was poorly acted. Um, it, it was over the top. Like when the joke was done, they just kept going with it. And the other thing, Dave, that I can't say completely annoyed me because I did respect that they paid tribute to the originals. So they brought back all the original cast. Um, I believe even Sigourney Weaver had a role, but they were all playing different characters, Dave. So, oh, yeah. So what they did is Harold Ramis, obviously, he passed away. So they had a statue of Harold Ramis, and he was like the mentor professor for one of the girls there or whatever, and they showed his statue, you know. And I thought, okay, that's a nice, that's a cute little nod. I respect that. Um, they brought back Bill Murray as a skeptic. Okay. So he was like a side villain in this film. Oh, and what? Yeah. And like, you know, I don't know if you ever saw Garfield, but like Bill Murray kind of phoned it in in Garfield. He kind of phoned it in for this. <laughs> and so they brought him back just to be like a side villain. And I think he, um, they ended up killing him off or something, you know, ridiculous. Um, they brought back Dan Aykroyd, I think, as a cab driver. 
which kind of makes like he was a full New Yorky cab driver, which kind of makes you know I could see him play that role. Sigourney Weaver, I don't really remember what she did. She did something. Now this one here, Dave, they do a reboot. Okay, they have a whole female cast, right? So they're telling you it's completely different from day one. Yeah. Three of them are scientists. One is a former uh, worked worked in the tunnels as a train um, sold train tickets or whatever. Okay. She was the black chick, Dave. Yeah. So that every man in Ghostbusters one was a black guy. Yeah. Now they're making a completely different movie. That every woman in Ghostbusters the the reboot was a black chick. Okay. Could you be any more fucking racist? Forget they're all women. Like what? A black guy can't black person can't go to fucking university and get a degree? Racist. Yeah, if you're gonna change it, why not change the whole dynamic? Like change it all. Chuck it all up. Yeah. Chuck it all up. They should have got three they should have got Kevin Hart, Ice Cube, and uh, fucking Dwayne Johnson, (laughs) right? To play the three scientists and then get fucking uh, Zac Efron or something to be the fucking everyman, right? That's <laughs> you know what? I would that. rather see that movie. I would rather see that movie too, Dave. I think I just wrote the fucking proper film. reboot. A better film. Now, this right here is the cracker. I didn't mention what Ernie Hudson's role was. What? They needed, they needed to get a vehicle, all right? The black chick had an uncle or something that was a used car salesman. Oh, my God. Zerny Hudson. Yeah, that's shit. That's shit. Like, like, are you what? Like, what? So now, not only does a black character have to be fucking the everyman, but what? All black people related now? Yeah, or they <laughs> they're a criminal. Well, it's yeah, almost well, as so, bad as like the as bad as wog jokes. Really, back in the day. Yeah, back in the oh, day. Well, it's actually worse, but it's like you know, like, it, like everyone's got a uncle in the mafia or some bullshit. Yeah, that's right. I just think, I don't know, that reboot just fell so flat. Like, I remember after, now, before I do a podcast, I try to watch everything that I can. I did have time to rewatch the reboot, and I said to myself, I will watch the reboot. I didn't watch the fucking reboot. Just could not. I grabbed it, and my heart just broke, right? Like, they had a chance to make a movie that paid homage, homage? Yeah, to um to Ghostbusters, it didn't have to be good, but they could have tried. And to me, it was just like everything felt flat. It almost felt like they didn't really care as well. The actors, and the whole movie felt flat. So Dave, don't watch it. Go get your hands on the video game and play that. That's that's the thing. That's um, your, do you know what though? I, I will film. say though, I I got to agree with you about the um. It kind of pissed me off too that I know there was like a lot of weirdos that hated the fact that they were all women. Yeah. Um, I didn't care about that either. I just, from the trailers, it looked like it was going to be shit. Yeah. And it looked like it was going to be like what most comedy is these days. Yeah. And it, I think it's it's disappointing in that you had an opportunity where you could have had a mixed cast. Like you actually could have had like a decent attempt at doing like um a female cast if you want to do something differently or and you could you had an opportunity to really sort of stick it to critics that are like oh it's just a pc version of a film they're just you know doing it to make a girl version type thing blah 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 like you had a real opportunity to make a sick film for the next generation and they didn't 
Like, it just yeah. feels like, I think, everyone... Everyone's really robbed. Do you know what I mean? Like, as yeah. kids, we got an awesome movie like that with relatable characters. So, if anyone's got, like, a daughter or something like that that, you know, wants her interested in, like, cool science shit so that she can either be, you know, a contributor in that way and it's not falling to gender stereotypes... You've completely yeah. missed out on that. Like, you're not going to show that to your kid and the kid's going to end up like a retard. Ooh, i got slime in my vag. Or like, <laughs> got, you know. God. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, I know what you mean. It's... it's such a missed opportunity. And like, I just want to say, it, you're absolutely right. It's a missed opportunity. And I think the film that we reviewed, well, well we kind of touched on last week Dave um, what, was it, what was it called Annihilation uh, the Netflix overview the, thing we did the Netflix yeah. yeah 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 so they had a they had a pretty much a you know cast of of women yeah and I think the interactions that you know they had show that yeah sorry I'm just going through IMDB Ernie Hudson's character name is Uncle Bill like fuck <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I think that if they you know, they show that you can you can lead a movie. Now, Annihilation wasn't that great, but it wasn't brought down by the fact that they were women because they didn't make it obvious. So, whereas this film made it obvious. So, in Ghostbusters, in the original... Yeah, the cast you, was normal. Like, it, yeah, Annihilation, it looked like... Yeah. And they were, good act, they were good actresses, too. Like, yeah. that wasn't a fault. We didn't... Well, what I'm, trying, what I'm trying to get at is they didn't walk around going... Oh, we're going to survive this because we're girls. Oh, I know how to fire a gun. Just because I'm a girl doesn't mean I can't fire a gun. But whereas this fucking movie, it was all of that type of shit where they really made it. I think they got early criticisms of the fact that they're all girls and they really like hammered it into your heads. Like you didn't have Bill Murray going, oh, look at my proton accelerator. It's almost as big as my dick. Like, yeah. <laughs> you didn't have yeah. shit like that. Whereas in this film, it was just like, it was all that type of humor. And it to me, like, I don't care what generation finds that. Like, the ratings on IMDb is 5.3 out of fucking 10. So, obviously, I'm not the only one who thought it wasn't funny or entertaining. Um, so, I don't, you know, this generation, I don't think is to blame for the style of, you know, comedy. I just think it's just, like you said, it's just lazy writing. Yeah, they just pump shit out now. There's no there's no unique good movies like there used to be. Nah. And I think, did they bring back the original theme song? Or did they tinker with it? I can't remember. I just remember being pissed off about the whole thing. Um, which is a shame. But, now, enough of that crap. Um, before, we've been recording for a bit now, Dave. Uh, before we uh, sign off, is there any anything else you want to talk about? Uh, we didn't really touch. We didn't. We didn't fucking mention the sequel. Hey, I kind of skipped right over that. I talked about the TV series and I forgot to mention the sequel. <laughs> yeah, I I think the sequel's underrated. Um, it is because it definitely isn't as good as the first one. But I think in in hindsight of the shit that gets pumped out today, it's actually it's probably better than what it was when you watched it back then. Because when you watched it back then, you're getting pretty good quality movies and things yeah. are suffering from genuine sequelitis. 
you watch it now and you're like, that's yeah, an enjoyable film. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I think yeah. I think I think it's a solid sequel. Like, okay, it's not as good as the original, but uh, often sequels aren't as good as the original. But what you want is you want a a solid film where you can you know you can say, hey, watch watch both films. They're both good. You know. Oh, I definitely recommend watching both. Yeah, oh, I yeah, totally agree with definitely. that. Yeah, definitely. And you know, I just love. <laughs> there's a couple memorable scenes. I just, I just, it's because I just came off just watching it again, as I mentioned. But you know, you're the freaking the scene where they got the Statue of Liberty and they're just you know walking it down the streets in New York, and um, <laughs> and Dan Aykroyd's like, oh, we should have patted her feet. <laughs> and how outrageous Egon's like I don't think they make Nikes her size <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a corny joke but it's in the the way they deliver it it's so the good the way they deliver it's the delivery it lands and I like um, they gave uh, you know Ernie Hudson a bit more um, do you reckon Eddie Murphy's kind of shitting himself he didn't take that role because he was meant to take that role but it just wasn't enough screen time for him uh, again I think See, I can't really remember what Eddie had done at that time. Because was that before or after Beverly Hills Cop? Fuck. Yeah, it was 84, hey. Did, that, so, did, Bev, did Bev come out in uh, 82? Yeah, because if, if Beverly Hills Cop came out first, there's no way that role is big enough for him. And I think it would have been more of a distraction than anything else. Because, like... Yeah, uh, no, nah, I don't think it would have worked having him. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I know Beverly Hills Cop came out the same year. So, same year. Yeah, so probably... Um, so probably he wouldn't have done Beverly worth. Hills Cop then, right? If he had to do this. Yeah, I don't think... Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I guess he made the right decision then. Yeah, uh, yeah. he made a lot of wrong decisions after that, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a different podcast. Yeah, but, that's, um, a, that's a different podcast. That's for the next flashback. Yeah. But it's... Yeah, I'll say, look, man, it's a good film. It's entertaining. If you haven't, uh, if you are quite young and you haven't seen it, definitely take the time to actually just fucking microwave some popcorn or yeah. air raid it, whatever you make it. Sit down and just have a just have a belt. Like it's a it's a very entertaining movie. And watch, take it for what it is, right? Yeah, watch watch both films back to back. Like make make a fucking day of it. You know, you're not doing anything else better if you're listening to this podcast. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You have a lot of time on your hands if you're wasting time listening to us. If you're listening to us, yeah, you definitely should be watching Ghostbusters one and two. Uh, but still, download us. Well, mean, but you know, give us the hits. But fucking watch, watch both films. Um, so this final, final, fi- my final thoughts. Here I am, it's Jerry Springer. Um, Ghostbusters. You should have laughed at that man. That was a quality joke right there. Ghostbusters. I actually, I didn't want to interrupt you, but just before we get on to it, because it's going to be your final thought, yeah. I'm going to ask you, I'm going okay. to ask you this question, right? Because I was thinking about the future of the franchise, and I don't think I want to see another movie. But would you think, and again, not rebooting, but like maybe a 20 years later type situation, is this primed for like a Netflix, a Netflix style series? Like an eight-episode season, maybe only two oh. seasons, where they just rip out with newish characters. You know, because Bill Murray had a son, so well, you he, know, there well, is a vacant, right? He did and he didn't. 
Well, he it wasn't, didn't get... it wasn't his kid, but... But he was like the dad, right? Yeah, yeah, well... Because you, like, they got together. They did. They did. They did. So, however that turns out, but my point is, is that, you know, I think there's opportunity there to... Maybe. Um... Would you like to see that? Like the cartoon, but just real-life cartoon, up to updated, special effects, that different style of humour coming back. So, I'm not sure what this is. I'm just on um, IMDb right now. But it's only got like seven views, so I think it's like a, maybe it's a fan series, but someone's already, looks like they're toying with that. There's something called um, Ghostbusters Station 6. As a TV series. I guess maybe it's just a fan series and we got one episode. Um, so, I don't know. Forget I just mentioned that. Um, would I want to see that? Uh, mm, you know what? I'm, I want to say no. Because I don't want it to tarnish the original. But that bullshit reboot did not do any damages to the original. The fact that little kids now have watched the original and the reboot and prefer the original like means that they obviously you you can't touch it so yeah you know what if they can if they can capture that that essence that made the original so good which is the acting the humor the characters then yeah i'm happy for them to give it a shot would i invest my time watching it no probably not because i'm tired of my fucking heart being broken but But uh, I'm real passionate about these things, Dave. But, um... Yeah. Just saying, man. They're making Cobra Kai, right? Like, some yeah, people's having a pump on it. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped for that. I'm pretty pumped for that. But... But you got to look at it, though, Dave. They're, they're making... They're making Cobra Kai. Now, what happened in between that? They had... Karate Kid The Next Generation with Hilary Swank, which was absolutely stank. Okay? So I rhyme there. And they had, um... They had, uh the fucking um, Crady Kid remake and which bombed so well actually I think it was successful but bombed at the same time because it was crap but um so they had both those films right and now they're bringing a TV series which or web series which we can't wait for because you've got you've got the original two characters right yeah you don't have you're not going to have that anymore like Bill Murray I'm pretty sure is way too old for that um or he, I think he's even stated that he's not interested in coming back as that character. Um, Dan Aykroyd, he's the heart of the Ghostbusters. I think he'd be keen because I think he's literally, in real life, the heart of the Ghostbusters. Like, I think he's tried to write the scripts for Ghostbusters 3. It, it, would, have to, it would have to be like a... You've got the, the kid that's grown up who had Vakeman as a dad. Yeah, you got, yeah, you got some sort of mentoring role. Uh, that's what I mean. Yeah, and... Yeah. and Aykroyd's kind of like the in the Buffy, the librarian, that sort of guides him through. And Aykroyd's that guy. I can see that, yeah. Do you see yeah. what I'm saying? And then that's the new series. Because it can be a little bit dark. It can still be quite cynical. You know, the kid can grow up and be in his, like, early 30s. And he could have flunked out of university, become, yeah. like, a bit alcoholic and cynical. And he's got a couple hectic mates. And they're like, oh, didn't you used to know this guy who did this, blah, blah, blah? And he's like, you know... Yeah, he's like, let me down, blah, blah, blah. And then you could literally have that approach. And I think yeah. it would um, I think it would go down really well. But yeah, it's just an idea. I, I don't know. I would like to see it. If it's done right, I actually would like to see it more as a TV series. Mm. Um, done in short style, like 
a BBC style where there's only eight episodes a season yeah. and you only get like maybe two or three seasons, like maybe three seasons, right? Just high quality Well, they, cool they, they've done that with X-Files. I mean, they brought X-Files back uh, how many years later? I mean, I know that was a TV series, but they brought that back and uh, they did like, you know, eight, no, six, six episodes or whatever. And, yeah. and, and that was, to, I mean, that was enjoyable to me. So they, they could probably, um, yeah, they could probably pull that off. I just think that you need, if they're going to do it, they need to be on board 110% because that, the reboot fell flat. Um, and, you know, obviously left a bad taste in everybody's mouth. But yeah. if they're going to do it, like it would have to be fairly soon because those guys are getting pretty damn old. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think the only one you need is Ackroyd, like you said. Yeah, and, and maybe you just, just need him on the to, first, as a guiding hand. Yeah, and then on the first episode, you know, you like you'd you'd Dies have Bill, you'd have Bill Murray or something. <laughs> That's fucking dark, mate. Oh, and then he comes back as a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I hate a freedom or ghost. Yeah, he's like, uh, oh, that's he's awesome. Side out. Yeah, you know, what? let's fucking write it, Dave. Fuck it. We could probably write it. Yeah, we could write it, mate. Let's let's do it. Let's stop talking about it. Let's start writing it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All Speaking right, so, of uh, final thoughts, okay. Yeah, because yeah, final thoughts. Because I've been I'm due somewhere eight minutes ago, but oh well, doesn't matter. He can wait. Um, yeah, final thoughts is look, Ghostbusters, absolute classic. Um. Absolute classic, well written, and it's definitely an example of a film uh, of how to make a film. And what I mean by that is, don't get caught up in all the the lardy da stuff like some of the Marvel films do nowadays. I think they focus too much on the special effects and they do the actual story, or focus on putting four thousand characters in instead of actually just focusing on four or three and a half because Ernie Hudson came in a bit late. Characters um, and just you know, make a film that people can invest in. I mean, there's a reason why I'm passionate about this. There's a reason why you're passionate about this. And there's a reason why you didn't see the reboot and I did. Do you know what I mean? Because we both, we're both passionate about this movie because they captured an audience and they made an audience fall in love with it. So my final thoughts are, let's fucking go back to making movies like this, please. <laughs> Fuck. You got anything to add, Dave, before we wrap up? Nah, nah, I've said enough. You said enough? Alright, Ghostbusters, fucking killer. And remember guys, if there's something strange in the neighborhood, um, give us a shout out. Go on at FMMRPod on the Twitter. Uh, Follow us and um, download the podcast. I believe it's on iTunes. I don't know, I'm pretty bad at this shit. Just find it. Just fucking Google it, guys. Full Metal Movie Reviews Podcast. Google they, it. If, if they're listening to you, they've already no, worked it out. No, no, no. If they're, listen, if they're listening... If they're listening... <laughs> they've if they're already listening worked it out, man. If they're listening to it, they've worked it out. But when they've got to tell their friends, Dave, you know, this is this is their instruction <laughs> to tell their sure. friends. All right? Sure. Just, just fucking Google it, okay? All right. I'm going to stop talking and making an ass of myself. I'll see you guys later. See you, Dave. Thanks for that. <laughs>